0: Hey everybody and welcome to Breaking Biotech, the podcast where we get into all things biotechnology related. My name is Matt and I want to thank you all for joining me today. Today we're going to talk about Madrigal and their Phase 2 results that finally came out. Very happy and excited about that. also want to talk about other companies that are in the NASH space and uh, just kind of an update on the overall direction that the industry is going with that. And uh, I also wanted to talk about the... Um, last video, I, I put out about the insulin pump glucose, glucose monitoring system, and uh, just a kind of update on, on a different way that we can look at, at comparing those companies. So, to get right down to it, Magical Pharmaceuticals released um, May 31st that their endpoints were reached at 36 weeks in their phase 2 clinical trial. So, I previously had, had mentioned that these results weren't going to be a huge deal because, I thought the MRI data that they showed before was, was enough to really convince people that the uh, the liver fat reduction that they saw at 12 weeks would just lead to positive data at 36 weeks. So I was definitely off on that, but um, as we'll see when we go into the data, the MRI uh, technology that they used actually predicted NASH resolution relatively well. So. Here's the press release uh, a few weeks ago. Statistically, significantly more patients treated with MGL3196 compared to placebo achieved a two-point reduction in NAFLD activity score on biopsy, and significantly more patients treated with the compound achieved resolution of NASH on biopsy. So this is the the gold standard that the FDA wants to see in terms of um, seeing that a drug had an effect on NASH. They want to see the liver biopsy, and show that they got this uh, improvement in the activity score so this is obviously very exciting and why the why the stock shot up as much as it did um, so what they what they did in the in December that made the stock also pump up it was this MRI technique right so they kind of did a midpoint and this technique only shows uh, a difference in fat content of the liver so I think uh, one of the other cool things that this company's doing is they're kind of they're demonstrating this technique is actually relatively predictive for liver fat and NASH. So the actual data that they showed here is in this uh, two to one randomized trial. And uh, just background quickly, this MGL3196, it's a thyroid hormone receptor beta selective agonist. So agonizing that, that TTHR beta receptor leads to, to these effects and, um, So we see that in the MGL3196 group, 56% of them had over a two-point decrease in the activity score, whereas placebo was only 32. And NASH resolution happened in about a quarter of them as compared to 6% with placebo. And in this group here, the MRI-treated ones, so these ones showed a positive response in the MGL3196 group at 12 weeks, and you can see here that in this selective group, it predicted that at 36 weeks, there would be a substantially larger portion that had this two-point decrease in the NAS and also more of them would would resolve in NASH. So it's not quite as many in the NASH res- resolution group here, but it's definitely more than the 27% that we see. So this is obviously great news, and I think the the company is kind of looking around to see if there's any... Com- any larger pharmaceutical companies that are willing to buy this drug off of them, or or acquire the company to take it to phase three, or if Madrigal themselves are actually going to try to raise the money to to fund a phase three trial, so that's kind of what the the rumors that we're hearing, and so I just pulling up one one article here. Um, so this one company, uh, a brokerage firm, pretty much uh, Clearview, has been talking to Madrigal and potentially looking at some some buyout opportunities from larger companies it seems like a lot of the larger companies who aren't in the liver space uh, would look at the smaller guys and seeing what's out there so the the buyout rumors have pushed the stock a little bit higher than the actual data and so i think it's hard to kind of it's hard to play those moves because you can't really tell you can't really predict who's gonna put an offer and how good the offer is going to be for for a company like this but I think uh, the buyout rumors for Intercept are also very interesting. So Bristol-Myers Squibb is uh, rumored to be putting in an offer for Intercept. And uh, if you've read my my article, I think Intercept does not hold very much promise in the NASH space. I think their drug, it might be good at NASH, but it just moves the fat from the liver into the blood. And that leads to, to issues with people who have hypercholesterolemia and also people who have diabetes. So I don't I don't like Intercept very much, so I'm gonna be a little bit uh, careful because I have a I have a position in BMY, but I don't think the Intercept drug is is the ideal candidate in this space. I do think that the the MGL three one nine six has a lot of potential, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to my position for now and see how this buyout thing resolves itself. Um, I think if you want to make a play in the in the Nash space, Viking Therapeutics might have a might be an option here. so they also have a selective thyroid receptor beta agonist, but they're they're still in the phase two phase. Um, so if you look at uh, bio biofarm catalyst this website's pretty good for, for profiling all the pharmaceutical companies and seeing where they're at in the um, in the FDA approval process. so they're VK2809. They're they're at phase two, they've completed enrollment and they're gonna announce some data in the uh, second half of this year. I uh their their stock price though has increased pretty large just given this is all based on Madrigal's data. So it's uh it's a little bit of a risk to to buy at the top here, but if they show positive data with theirs their phase two trial, I think it would have more upside. But if they show that their drug for some reason doesn't have the same kind of effects as Madrigal, then the, the price is going to tumble pretty substantially because all of this is just hype based off of Madrigal's data. So I think I think they hold the promise if the the drug is as effective as Madrigal's, but it's um yeah it's it's kind of hard to predict these things. So I'm not going to put a position in, in Viking, uh, but I am going to hold my Madrigal position. So it's very exciting stuff. They uh, they've done a great job here to to show that the MRI technique is a good way to predict NASH resolution and to predict this NA, NAS, this activity score for fatty liver disease. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. So the other thing I wanted to touch on is, uh, I wanted to give a little shout out to Marty Harrison, who was commenting on my last video on, um, tandem. And, uh, so for those who, who didn't see it, tandem is, a uh, company that's kind of entering the space and and taking some market share away from medtronic in the glucose monitoring continuous glucose monitoring insulin pump closed loop system so he made some great points and i've obviously i uh i was nervous about buying the the stock at thirteen dollars so i'll just i'll bring up okay so i'll bring up the one of the spreadsheets that I that I talked about last time. So the, the share price was about 13 bucks and you know we had to make some assumptions on whether or not their growth would sustain and if their growth predictions were accurate then there, there may have been some upside to tandem but I was a little bit hesitant about that. So you know the stock price now is at 19 almost 20 bucks so it's gone uh, pretty meteoric and I don't see a reason why it couldn't stay at this price now. Just given when we compare the market caps and the revenues to other companies that are in the space, we can see that you know they were when they were trading around thirteen dollars compared to Insulet, which is another um, glucose or insulin pump company. uh, They their revenue was about five times higher, but they were valued much much higher when when Tandem was at $12. twelve dollars so now that tandem's caught up to around 20 bucks their their comparison in revenue and their comparison to market cap is a little closer even though it's not quite there and even if you compare Dexcom and Medtronic there's there's a disparity between tandem's um, revenue and their market cap so the revenue compared to say dexcom is about seven times higher but their market cap is around nine times higher so there's there's a premium baked into these companies here that you're not getting with Tandem so I think that if Tandem is able to hit those growth numbers that that we talked about in my last video and definitely go back and check it out and you know definitely call me out on all of the the things that that you think I got wrong it's it's fun to kinda of go back and compare to see how how my predictions went but if Tandem is able to hit those growth numbers we're gonna see these two um, numbers come together, so there's going to be less of a premium baked into Insulet, Dexcom, and Medtronic once Tandem actually starts to deliver on that. So I think right now, 20 bucks definitely uh, appropriately priced, I would say, unless the growth is uh, meets the expectation, in which case Tandem sees a lot of upside, and also if they're able to increase their growth, they're going to see substantially more upside. So uh, Marty Harrison good call. I definitely, I'm, I'm going to stay away from tandem right now, but they, they definitely have a, a bright future if they're able to hit those growth numbers. So other than that, guys, I'm just going to go through my portfolio a little bit and we can see. So magical, huge, uh, huge jump. Felt pretty good about that in uh, late May. It's sitting around 300 right now. So my position, I uh, I, I tweeted that I, I cut down my position a little bit because I was a little over exposed to Magical which is unfortunate given that I would have saw much larger gains in that department so up about uh, 2x on that, feeling pretty good Amune, Gilead Atomos, not doing that great Um, I'm still holding I think uh, Amune is going to see some upside as it develops its peanut allergy uh, product more and starts to reach out to to allergists so we're going to see that develop more Gilead's kind of just hanging out. Atomos has been declining. I am thinking of actually increasing my position here because it's it's being under it's being kind of pushed down for for no clear reason in my opinion. I think 26 is a very good deal for this company, and uh, you know I would recommend buying it at this price. I'm probably going to add this week. Other than that, Illumina's doing really well. Fate's doing really well. Um, Spark also doing well, and uh, Bristol Myers Squibb is is going up a little bit. So overall, my uh, profit and loss around 20% compared to the XBI, which is at 14.6, and the SPX at 4%. If we look at volatility, we're expecting actually quite a decrease in volatility this week compared to last week in the XBI. So I'm not too sure what what that's about, but it seems like we'll see a a slow, steady increase, which is good. Um, It's nice not to get wild swings and everything once in a while, but... Um, that's something to to keep in mind. So in terms of things that I'm going to look forward to or look towards making videos on, I um, there's been a lot of information or a lot of news coming out on the gene editing companies, the CRISPR related companies. So I think I'm going to look into that more and uh, probably do a video on that next week. I have also have on my watch list Bluebird, which um, you know, is a, is a huge player in the gene therapy space. So I think I'm going to look at them as well. But with that, I'm going to wrap it up there. Let me know what you guys think in the comments. And uh, please like, subscribe, or tell somebody who's interested in biotech to to check this podcast out. And with that, I'm going to wrap there. So thanks a lot for watching.